Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Savita Despot. She is the uh, co-founder of Blue Marble Academy. Uh, hi, Savita. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you so much uh, for having me. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. And I'm excited to uh, talk to you and learn more about your background and what you do. Uh, Can you share your professional and personal background? Absolutely. Uh, So I actually started my career while I was in school and took a part time job as a customer service uh, position in a major financial institution. Of course, back then, when you're in school and just looking for part time work, you don't think it's going to turn into anything. But for me, it ended up flourishing into a beautiful uh, and very uh, educational, inspiring 20 year career with the same company. I was always eager, eager to learn and really ready to expand my skills at any point in time. So because of that, I was always on the move over those those close to 20 years. And so my experience varied across a number of different fields. Kind of ranging from relationship management to program development to regulatory compliance and operationalizing uh, various different business units. So it um, those type of skills and the experience has really been able to transition me into different places in my life, and uh, it's been I've been very fortunate uh, with being able to be placed in that major financial institution. Uh, on a more personal note. I do love playing beach volleyball, and unfortunately, because of COVID, it's a little less than I would like. Uh, but other than that, I love to bake, spend time with my family. Uh, work-life balance is really, really important to us, and just being outdoors, just getting out there between camping and just parks and beaches, taking hikes, uh, all those type of fun things. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's uh, interesting. I also like uh, playing volleyball, so uh, we have that in common. Um, um, Yeah, so can you um, talk about uh, uh, Blue Marble Academy and how the idea came about? Absolutely. So it's it's kind of interesting. I I wouldn't consider myself a traditional entrepreneur. Uh, Considering my time spent in the corporate setting, I guess you'd say I'm a late bloomer in that sense. But I do believe that life changes drive people in different directions, and that was certainly the case for me. My husband and I welcomed our beautiful daughter just over two years ago, and that was really instrumental in doing a lot of self-reflection and finding passions that I truly value. That was a real big component to starting the Blue Marble Academy. We were really inspired by the idea of contributing to a brighter future for generations to come, And I feel that just motherhood has has really helped kind of mold some of those values for me and made that more important uh, as we kind of go forward in in our future. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, uh, a couple of years ago, we decided to launch the Blue Marble. Unfortunately, with COVID, the pandemic, it's impacted people in so many different ways. Uh, we had to put a lot of things on pause and really re-strategize how we were going to relaunch ourselves, uh, how we were going to find a place that we can provide value into our community. And with all of those things put together, we were able to re-identify ourselves and, and launch in a virtual space uh, under the Blue Marble. So it's very exciting for us. 
Mm-hmm. So can you talk about the uh, educational services you provide and what kind of uh, students can benefit and what kind of courses uh, you provide? Sure thing. Uh, so currently we offer two main types of the programs uh, and they can be further broken down as well. Uh, our most popular being Roots and Homework. Uh, this program is dedicated time to students for what's important to them each and every day. It's tailored to align with homework assignments, upcoming tasks, presentations, or just guidance and clarity on, on what's currently being taught. In addition to that, and, and sorry, that covers all grades um, from grades 1 to 12, we also provide customized programs. Uh, we have three main programs, uh, seedlings for grades uh, JK to grade 5, Sprouts, which is grade 6 to 8, and our saplings program designed for our high school student. Uh, you can tell that uh, the names of our programs are all along the life cycle of a tree, <laughs> which also fits into our blue marble theme. These programs are created and designed based on each student's unique personality and needs. They focus on building foundational skills to introducing more complex knowledge, all the way through to ensuring that our students are ready for new changes and challenges they may face as they progress on their path to a higher education. So that's mostly focused on our high school students. Uh, what's really exciting for us is we have a few more programs currently under development. Uh, as a sneak peek, our main one is, that's coming is called Tree of Life. And in addition, we have a number of workshops and uh, lectures that we will be launching in the next few months. So for us, it's, it's really an exciting time. Unfortunately, I know the current climate is challenging. I think for everyone out there, we're, we're all faced with different types of challenges. Not only has COVID-19 transformed our habits and our lifestyles and our day-to-day activities, but it's really opened our eyes to new careers and opportunities and increased interconnections across the globe. It's changed how schools across the country operate and how the admission process for post-secondary institutions continue to evolve. So here at the Blue Marble Academy, we teach our students how to adapt to these external forces so they can become influencers leaders, and educators themselves. Uh So um, you mentioned that uh, um, Blue Marble Academy was founded several years ago. So uh, how many students have enrolled since the inception? So it's been interesting. I think part of our first uh, component, we had a number of students uh, partake in in the first version of the Blue Marble. And um, this is before we redefined ourselves as more of a leader in sustainability. Um, at this point in time, we are actually just now launching brand new. We currently have about just under 10 students right now. And we're continuing to refine our programs at this time. So it's just been a lot of changes. And we wanted to make sure that as we relaunched, we really incorporated the new needs of the community. And that's why we took some time to really re-strategize around how we wanted to launch ourselves in 2020. So based on your the research or understanding, uh, what are the needs or, or new needs of the community and what are students uh, looking for? So it's a fantastic question. Uh, as we all know, we've, we've moved into this virtual space and it has allowed us to really 
find creative ways to connect with others. A lot of these students have been moved into online learning. Not many of them are familiar with it, which is interesting because a lot of us are so used to using those online tools such as Zoom, FaceTime, <laughs> WhatsApp videos. So we are actually doing this as part of our day-to-day lives. But what has changed is now we're using it as a learning tool and for set hours a day, which is actually adding a different type of spin into how we learn, how we absorb information, how we minimize other distractions that we weren't actually exposed to before. So what we try to do is we utilize all these different tools. We look for the best approach to engage those students. And if we see that they're losing them, we can quickly adapt to using different tools online, such as videos, even uh, materials that we have with our tutors and our specialists. We actually provide them with additional materials that can re-engage students at various different ages. We try to use all types of media that can help influence them to learn and to focus on what's important for them to kind of succeed in the future. So how we've been able to do that is we've actually been testing out different solutions. Uh, Google Classrooms is a big one in the education space, uh, which we do believe that more of that consistency across students of what they're learning today using similar platforms when they're outside of school can be helpful. However, we also find sometimes they need a bit of a different view. They need something new. They need something they haven't seen before. They need a spin that can help them get right back in there, be interested, want to learn, have that drive to to find out more, to ask those questions. So we try to provide solutions around that. We hire the right people. We provide ongoing training. Uh, we try to give a full comprehensive approach and support system to our students and their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'm, I'm curious about is uh, what do you see as the challenges and benefits of uh, online learning? That is a fantastic question. I believe every single student you meet will give you a different version of that. Some students, they've already been doing online learning for the last couple of months. They're sitting in front of a screen. They're tired of it. So how do you engage them to come back and do online uh, lessons when they need additional support? We have faced those students, and that's why we use different tools to re-engage them back. And on the other hand, some love it. They thrive in it, especially the new generation of, of students coming up. They are born onto the media platform. So for them, it's a very easy transition. What we try to do is give them new tools, new opportunities, to help bring them back into the space, to help them get the most out of what they're trying to learn and how we can help them translate that into day-to-day lessons. So that's what our, that's how we try to focus everything around. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned uh, Google Classrooms. So can mm-hmm. you talk more about this and what it is and what kind of uh, features it has? Absolutely. So Google Classrooms right now is used in a number of different schools for their students. And it's interesting because it allows students from different uh, schools to actually connect with each other and to join into those same classrooms. They have video and audio, uh, of course, and different types of whiteboard mechanisms, which allows teachers and instructors to jot down what they're working on, put up math solutions and actually share their screen. 
So it gives them a platform that they can actually look at videos. You can pull up some educational YouTube materials, or maybe there's some additional worksheets that can be utilized. It allows students to ask questions right on the spot so there's no downtime. Uh, it gives the instructors the ability to respond back. So it's actually a very interactive program. However, there are a number of customized and special platforms also out there. There are some fantastic solutions. And interestingly enough, with all of us moving on to more of a virtual space, it's forcing us to become really creative in terms of what else can we provide to students to keep them engaged? How can we give them more of that uh, adaptability to learn different things uh, with different platforms and different solutions? So there's definitely a lot of other options out there. Um, and we, for one, at the Blue Marble Academy are continuing to explore those other options because we want the best fit. We want uh, the, the best solution out there for our students as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like um, with the online learning space, the big aspect is, the big benefit is you really don't have to commute and uh, because you have the luxury of studying from your home or your um, place of choice. Um, and this is especially relevant in winter or for students away or for students who might not have access to a car it definitely provides a huge benefit mm -hmm. but um but do you feel like with online learning people uh, uh students find it difficult to stay motivated especially because there there is not that in-person interaction uh which creates a, like a kind of social energy and motivation and uh, do you feel that is an issue I have seen it in, in both ways. I've seen students that are challenged to stay engaged because, again, it's if we think of us as, as adults, it's hard for us to stay looking at a screen, you know, for a couple hours straight in any given day. So we can imagine how it is on, on a more younger mind. It can be challenging. And this is why it becomes critical in terms of how you provide that that teaching experience, how you work with them and engage with them. And also we take a lot of time even after the session with our students to say, how did it go? How did you feel about that? And what can we do differently, especially if we saw places where they may need a couple of minutes just to get away from the screen, take a walk, maybe, you know, grab an apple, <laughs> just something to change up their scene. Uh, we make sure at the end of every session that we are addressing some of those concerns or some of those needs. Uh, we also do it on the spot. Um, there are times where we make sure our specialists are trained to say, to see and acknowledge if a student is losing interest, maybe losing some of their engagement. And we train them to identify those moments. Sometimes students just need acknowledgement. And that is a huge part of it. People and students alike at any given age, you want to be heard. You want to feel heard and understood. And we make sure that all of our students are heard. 
We want to know how they're doing, how their day's going, what's on their mind. Maybe something else is happening. Maybe they, they have some other things going on that, that's kind of taking away from the instruction. Well, we want that time together to be as productive and efficient as possible. So sometimes those few minutes where you just kind of take the time to acknowledge them can help take away some of those distractions. But I'm, I'm glad you actually mentioned the access. So being in this virtual world, Students that may not always have access to, to additional support, this provides another vehicle for them to get that help, uh, especially if they go home and they don't necessarily have the ability to, to speak with somebody about getting help or support on a particular lesson. We actually offer continued support. Uh, we look at it as a comprehensive support system for each student and parent. What that translates into is every single parent and student, we provide them with an upfront assessment. We get to know the student, we get to know their challenges, their interests, what their, where they may have some, maybe they need to work on certain skills, for example. So what we do is we really get to know the student so we can match them up with the right specialist. When they have their session after the we look for feedback from both the student and the specialist. Uh, we make sure every single session is recorded and made available to the student. We all know sometimes we get some information, we get some instructions, and then, you know, a couple of days later, we may forget. And it's normal. It's it's human. So what we do is we make sure those students have access to that so they can go back and replay their session, follow up. And, and also what we do provide to those students is in between sessions, they can reach out to their specialists if they have some questions. We want them to feel supported, to feel comfortable, and to not feel alone in any way, shape, or form. We're in this together, and they need to feel that as well. So that's what another great, uh, I guess, tool with being virtual, there's that open communication is really ready and available for them. Mm-hmm. So one of the benefits of like in-person community learning is, you know, uh, students get a chance to build friendships and they also build, uh, you know, the confidence and social skills that are necessary for uh, a person to succeed. So do you think that while online learning might uh, might allow students to learn their subjects like science and math and history, but it might not uh, allow them to develop those uh, social skills which are necessary to succeed? It's an interesting question, and I know there's a lot of research being done about the social impacts on students. And we see a number of teachers and educators advocating for more in-person learning for that exact reason. Unfortunately, I don't think we have enough experience in this world to be able to give a definitive answer of how it's going to impact them in the long run. Uh, what we can do is make sure that they're still set up for success, especially at the younger ages where they're learning about sharing, they're learning about other people, other children. That age group, we can find ways to work around it. And using some of those virtual platforms, we can still talk about sharing things it's more of an online experience but that is where we have an opportunity to find different ways and how we can teach these skills so it's not that we'll lose it 
I think we also just have to adapt. It's just like everything else in this world. It's changing so fast and we need to focus on the quality of life, not just for ourselves, but for our future generation. And part of that is making sure that they are equipped with all of the information, all of the skill sets they need to to move forward. And hopefully, I say hopefully because, again, everyone, no one knows, hopefully when this pandemic passes and we can come back into that in-person social gathering, they can pick up not from where they left off, but with more knowledge, more skills, and a, a, a good headset into how to engage with others their age and older and younger, just how to have those social skills. But it's very interesting because I think we're still waiting to really understand the impacts of this type of pandemic across the globe. It's definitely not an isolated uh, issue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, as, as a provider of educational services, um, how difficult do you find it uh, yourself to be in this space as a business, as a provider? Do you think it's a very competitive uh, market, um, especially with the whole changes that are happening uh, towards uh, online learning? Um, do you find it more challenging and difficult? So it's the most common response would be yes. The majority of businesses do have competitors in the same or similar industry. And of course, amid this current crisis, we all have to adapt our habits and lifestyles in one way or another. For us, our, our focus at the Blue Marble Academy is, is we try to differentiate ourselves and we know our hearts and souls are in this. We, our goal is to give back and help build those paths forward to to nurture and help sprout these young minds, to give them the confidence to learn anything they want, to excel in fields they may have felt were out of reach and provide a comprehensive approach to parents and students alike. So we're all trying to figure it out. Everyone is trying to adapt and learn and be creative, be unique and in every single industry, there's going to be competition, but I think it's good. It means that we're always going to be competing to get the best out there for the students. And if that's our focus and if that's everyone's driving focus is, is to find the best solutions and to find the, the better educational support system for our future generation, then I can only see great things coming out of this. We learn from each other we see what someone else is doing. We, we try to figure out how does it work? How does it impact our students? Does the community need it? But I can only see it just evolving into a very beautiful thing. And, and that is to, to help our, our future generation. We really need them to be there and learn as best as they can. And, and that's kind of up to us as uh, educators, as parents, as teachers, as business owners. We're all in this together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, since you're in the industry, and do you think um, schools and colleges and universities have uh, developed enough uh, infrastructure to be able to d- deliver uh, courses uh, online, or are they still uh, in the process of catching up? I know in Ontario... 
there's been a lot of changes. I can't speak to outside of it as much. Uh, we've been moving at a rapid pace and, and everyone in one way or the other is playing a little bit of catch up. However, we've kind of lived in a bit of a virtual space for a while now. And I say that because we're all into social media in one way, shape or form. Uh, job interviews aren't the same as they used to be. They've also taken in a different approach and a different spin. Uh, I've seen dance classes to, you know, um, to virtual parties, to uh, baking, to all kinds of things that you can learn online have already existed. So it's I can't truly say that we're playing full catch up. I believe that we're trying to figure out how to adapt. And I say that in the sense of how do you adapt when we're forced into this position versus growing organically? This wasn't something that just has happened over time. This is something that has forced the globe to stop, take notice, and to, to change overnight, essentially. So it's, it's not fair to put everyone in a position and say, you know, you should have expected this, here we are, and, and now all of a sudden we're up and running perfect, perfectly. There are bound to be some hiccups, but I do believe that everyone is working their best to get where we need to go, to to upgrade the infrastructure, to be in place so students can learn at their best that they they can provide. And teachers are doing a fantastic job. They're they're trying their hardest, and I think that's that I can say is resonating across the globe. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that uh, your academy focuses on is uh, environment and uh, sustainability. Um, so can you talk about that and uh, if you have any initiatives uh, in that area? For sure. Uh, so my co-founder heads up our environmental, social and governance, uh, our ESG approach. So an important part of teaching sustainability issues involves keeping questions open and alive. Sustainability, sustainability offers a novel framework for asking enduring philosophical questions such as, what is the good life? How do we create a better world? So our approach to environmental, social, and governance issues revolves first and foremost around the way we operate. As a fully virtual business, the Blue Marble Academy demonstrates the value of environmental responsibility through the use of efficient technology, which we've talked about various different platforms and finding the best solution to help our students succeed. This whole COVID-19 crisis and the social unrest felt around the globe has not only brought on the greatest recession since World War II, but some are also calling it the 21st century session at first sustainability crisis. And one that has renewed the focus on climate change, which is very exciting for us, and social injustice. It's acting as a wake-up call for decision makers to prioritize these issues. So what we do, we embed sustainability into the way our specialists teach different topics. We recognize that a critical and thorough understanding of the issues related to environmental sustainability involves contributions from a wide variety of disciplines, such as natural sciences, social sciences, and humanities. We focus on quality of life issues by engaging students to discuss these definitions. So what does that mean? It means we bring the topics of today 
into the classroom. We get the students to ask these questions. Why? How does this impact me? What does this mean to my future? What does this mean to my world? And we help them to get that understanding, to build up that uh, understanding of how the environment and sustainability contributes to their life and their quality of life. So they really have a better understanding of it. They, they are our future. They're the ones who are going to drive this for us in 10, 20 years from now. So we try to live and breathe that, not just at home, but also in the way we operate as a business. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Um, can you talk about your, uh, uh, promotion st- strategy, how you promote your service to various students and has it been challenging to, uh, acquire new students? It's been interesting. <laughs> so our favorite method is through word of mouth. It's the highest form of a compliment we can achieve. Uh, but in addition to that, we really believe in experimental, experiential learning, and it also translates into how we promote ourselves. So we do uh, promote through Instagram and our website, different social media avenues such as LinkedIn. Um, we do have our website, so thebluemarble.ca, and through Instagram at thebluemarble.ca as well. Uh, we work with a number of local partnerships in King City and Vaughan, and we are currently looking to expand outside of King City and Vaughan to Markham, as well as Newmarket, Aurora, and Toronto. Uh, as I mentioned, word of mouth, it's its the best thing we can have. That way, if somebody talks about us, they know they've had some great experience, and that is the, the way we would really like to promote ourselves. It's the people, it's the people that make us successful. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Savita, it has been a nice uh, speaking with you and learning about uh, your venture and also about the challenges and benefits of online learning. Uh, so thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you so much for inviting me in and I hope it was informative and I had a fantastic time chatting with you too. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, you want to share your website? Uh, how can people and learn more about your academy. Absolutely. So we're at uh, www.thebluemarble.ca. You can also follow us at Instagram at that same handle, thebluemarble.ca. We have a number of exciting giveaways coming up in the next couple of weeks. So it's a a really fun time uh, for us on this end. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode to learn about the Blue Marble Academy and also about the challenges and benefits of online learning. And thank you so much for listening to Zonecast and stay tuned for more episodes.